With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is the Art of Wrestling with professional wrestler Colt Cabana. How you doing? Come on in, sit down, relax. You're about to listen to The Art of Wrestling, a professional wrestling podcast, The Life Podcast. It's a personal journal. It's an entryway into the minds, the souls, the hearts, and the lives of the people involved in the world of professional wrestling. I'm your host. My name is Colt Cabana. I'm an actor. I'm a stuntman. I'm a podcaster. I'm a world traveler. Most importantly, though, I am a professional wrestler. And I am coming to you live from my studio apartment in Chicago, Illinois. Before I go any further, this is a fan support and listener supported podcast supported by people just like you. We give it to you free of charge on Thursdays when they come out in their batches. We are mid batch right now. Best ways that you could support rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Tweet, Facebook, Instagram. Let the world know about this podcast. ColtMerch.com is where you can buy any kind of merchandise that I ship out from my home. Pictures, posters, DVDs, brand new autographs, upper deck autograph style baseball cards, ring worn gear, and more. And the new best way that you could support Patreon.com slash ColtCabana, where you get ad free shows, ad free archives, bonus goodies, and much, much more. Great way to support Patreon.com slash ColtCabana. Today is in the series of a celebration of me on NBC's The Young Rock, which you can watch right now if you have Hulu, Episode 8, Season 2. From what I hear, the best episode of the show so far, a true throwback. When I when I got the job to play Brooklyn Brawler, I, I had never seen the show. And I don't know why. For some reason, I was just like, eh. I don't know. I I don't I don't I don't think I'm going to watch this show. I don't know why. I love wrestling. I love throwback wrestling. I just didn't watch it. And I got a text from Peter Rosenberg who was like telling me how great this show is. How he can't believe every single mainstream wrestling fan doesn't watch this show. And I agreed with Peter because I feel I was that person who loved wrestling and wasn't watching it and then I watched it and I was like, "Holy shit, this is the best." Random cameos from people playing Jeff Jarrett, Greg the Hammer Valentine, the Wild Samoans, Haku, Sergeant Slaughter, so on and so forth. And they do justice to these characters. That's the best part. Of course, it's not to the T, but there is a great detail that is put into by wrestling fanatics to make sure the little details are included. And I recommend not only watching this episode, 
but watching season two and the whole season, when I got the breakdown, I was looking at all the different names being played. Man Mountain Mike, Haystacks Calhoun, Jake the Snake Roberts, just such a weird variety of people from our world, our community. And of course, one of those people was the Brooklyn Brawler. He was The Rock's very first match. I remember getting the audition. They call them sides in the business. <laughs> getting it from my agency, Stuart Talent, in my email. The call was for Young Rock to play Brooklyn Brawler. And I was just like, wow, I was meant to play this role. I've had the Brooklyn Brawler on this show. This is a return by the Brooklyn Brawler, which isn't something that happens a lot. Usually it's my really, really good friends. Sanjay's return, Kevin Steen's return, Jay Lethal's return, and now the Brooklyn Brawler has returned. And usually it's because there's a new point in their career. But this was just so perfect that I did a very specific thing that was 100% based around his very specific life. So I thought it would be fun to just kind of really go through everything that I was going through in this part and kind of seeing how he felt, who he was, what it was like with that exact experience. And that's what we do in the podcast today. Truth be told, I thought the episode was coming out in June or July because when we filmed it, it was named episode 11. So I was doing the math and I knew I could see the brawler in Jersey this past weekend, surprise him on air and then bank the episode and put it out when my episode came out, but I don't really know how Hollywood works, and it ended up being episode 8 instead of episode 11, but it was very close to the episode. Last week, Chavo was on, who was the stunt coordinator. I did the show with him while in Australia, and now I got to do the podcast. Instead of before the show, I get to do it with him after the show to get his reaction, and of course, his reactions are fun. Brawler is a character, if you will, very lovable, very affable, and fun to sit down with him. Now, some of you remember my experience with the Brooklyn Brawler while in the WWE. Even a couple of people tweeted about the happy bus. And for those of you who don't remember or are not going to go back and listen to the past episode I did with the Brooklyn Brawler, when I got to the WWE, I wasn't pegged to be a giant superstar. I did not look like Cena. I did not look like Batista. But the writers, the writers knew that I was fun and funny and quick-witted and there was a hidden spot in WWE where people like that could go, and that was a WWE.com show. So a couple of the writers got me a WWE.com show, and in the WWE, the Brooklyn Brawler is in charge of the promo room. So we're crossing our fingers that in season three, when The Rock does his promos, you will be seeing the Brooklyn Brawler in that promo room directing him in the promos. But when I got there... I was not a star at the time. I was coming from developmental. Brooklyn Brawler wasn't sure who I was. I was just some kid who happened to be in his late 20s and had been doing wrestling for a long, long time internationally all over the world at a very high level. But Brooklyn Brawler didn't know who I was, and he was doing the web shows of people like John Cena, The Miz and Morrison, and Crime Time. And then here's this guy, Scotty Goldman. Who the hell is Scotty Goldman? And Brawler was very protective. And that was his job. He was protective over that room. To him, the room was sacred. And here was this nobody coming in and trying to do jokes and making a little show. And he had a lot of negative energy towards me because this was out of his element. This was different. This wasn't a superstar. This was some no name in the WWE world. And I think to a lesser person, it could have really hurt their confidence. And, 
And I'll be honest, it probably did hurt my confidence. I didn't have this guy on my side, not necessarily berating, but close to it. And a couple of weeks later, after a couple of weeks of negative energy towards myself, I went to Brawler and I said to him, I'm a human. I'm trying to make my mark in this company. This is my one shot. I have a mortgage payment. I have a family, which I mean, I did have a family, but I didn't have like a real family, (laughs) but I did that for dramatic purposes. And I said, you could either jump on the happy bus or the sad bus, a speech told by Red Bastine, told to Lanny Poffo that I was told. And then the next week, Brooklyn Brawler came to me and he apologized. He said, I hit him in the heart. And in this podcast I do with the Brawler, he makes a statement that people only see the wrestlers, not the person. And I think I got him to see the person, me, instead of the wrestler, some random guy coming up from developmental. And ever since then, we've had a very nice relationship and I invite him on my show today. This is not an hour-long episode, but it is a fun talk. We go over basically everything that happened in my episode, and you can hear the excitement in the Brooklyn Brawler for me, Cole Cabana, playing him on NBC's The Young Rock. We're going to take a quick little break, and we'll be back with the Brooklyn Brawler. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We box lawyer. Uh, Ryan O'Brien Gerwitz. Yeah, of course. And uh, and some other seven bucks president. And I said to them, well, what's the reason for this call? <laughs> they said it's a courtesy. And what's the deal you're keeping the beard now? You, you, you I've had the beard for a while, yeah. Did you? I always had the beard, yeah. For the last probably five years or so. How many, would it take a lot of takes to do all that shit? The, we could talk about it on the show. Okay, yeah, yeah, ask me all the questions on the show. Okay. All right, this is good. Okay. All right, Steve, ask away. <laughs> you have a lot of questions. I, know, I think it was really cool for the fact that you played me in Young Rock. You you did a tremendous job. You looked more like me than me. I, I made every so everybody on the set. Uh, there's so much. This, so, it was such a fun experience for me. It was seven weeks in Australia. I was out there with all these people that you wrestled with and worked with. I was there with actors my age playing them at you know in in their youth. <laughs> And so everyone was like trying to call and talk to the person that they played. 
Right. All these yeah, actors. I was wondering why you didn't call him. <laughs> well, I, I was thinking to myself, I was like, I could call him and, you know, these actors are, are like, hey, I want to just get your mannerisms. I want to know, who, you know, how you would speak. And it's like, right. I've worked with Brawler. I did podcasts with Brawler. I know Brawler. I know how he works. I know how he how he acts, who he is. His, his... It sounded a little cocky. Yeah. <laughs> I, like when, I like when you pulled up in a car and you said, and you said uh, sold out, 15,000 people. Real good. First, first tryout match, 15,000 people. It's true. It was true. Everything that happened was almost verbatim. Well, look, that's what I want to get into. Yeah. But I did, I wanted to make it a surprise. I wanted, I, I almost, in my it, head, because I, I assumed you thought that just an actor would be playing That's you. what I thought originally. Yeah, which I am. Don't, don't get me well, wrong. now <laughs> you are. Now you are. So I thought it would be so funny if you turned on the TV and you're like, no, it never happened because I would have known. I would have known. I have connections with Universal and I have connections with Brian. I could call Rock personally. Right. I, did, I didn't do it, but I never knew, but Fandango told me. Fandango. I, I, I stooed you out, Fandango. <laughs> I stooed you out. He, he was sitting next to me at one of those signings. He just says, you know, Colt's playing you in Young Rock. I said, really? Like, okay. I, I didn't think nothing of it. I, just, I was trying to think of resemblance because I, I always remember you clean shaved, mm -hmm. you know, more of a ha-ha guy, yep. this and that. I, I was a serious fucking hard-nosed fucking. First impression, you saw me on the screen? Yeah. What'd you think? I, I thought, that's a fucking close like likeness. My wife said, wow, what great casting. My sister texted me, that is good casting. Nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was, it was it, it resemblance because of the hat. You know, in the shirt, you hide your body, you hide your, 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 all the other shit. It's easier to, to per, uh, portray someone. And I think my, what I wanted to do was like, my face was to always kind of like scrunch up. That was my way of, do I scrunch? Of, of getting in brawler mode. Am I, I'm, not, I, I'm not scrunching. I think now. when, because you, you, were, you were a hard nosed, mean heel. So, like, the idea of like, Squishing your face, and be like, ah, screw you, you all suck. Yeah, you but can yeah, see what I'm yeah, doing yeah, right now. Go to the ring, you mean? Yes. Yeah, but yeah, not in real life. Right, but I feel that that show, The Young Rock, and I don't know if you've seen any of the other episodes. Yeah, I did. I did you know, it's like Sergeant Slaughter when he's having lunch. He's right, dressed like right, Sergeant Slaughter. It's right. kind of you're playing the cartoon character. Right, it's like I always, I'm always dressed. You're always, always yeah, right. Always dressed. You know what's funny is we had a because people would tweet me and they're like, oh, well, the shirt needs to be dirtier. But we had a, a a shirt going to the ring. And if you noticed, when I wrestled, it was a sweatshirt that was the same thing. No, one said BB brawler. Right. And one said- That was my well, casual gear oh. going to the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other one was the wrestling Brooklyn, gear. Yes. Brooklyn. Yeah. This was about The Rock's first match. Right. I, I think we might have talked about- your first match in the podcast that we did years ago, but maybe a reminder as we started, I, I kind of want to get into the dissection of the show and then just the parallels that go with the show and, and what happens in, in your life. So what was your first match? And your first was your first match was a WWF match, right? My, no, my first match ever was in uh, Salem, Oregon against Kurt Henning. Kurt Henning had come into WWF and Vince said he had to leave and come back. Because he, he didn't look like he looked, when we knew Mr. Perfect, mm -hmm. he looked like Richie, Richie Cunningham <laughs> from the happy days, mm -hmm. which people don't even know that no more. But he told me, fly down there. He goes, and you, I'll, challenge, I'll challenge anybody in the audience, you stand up. I flew down there and went to his house. He, he said to me, I said, I've never been in the ring of my life. He says, just grab a headlock and hang on. That's all you got to do is hang on. 
that was a fa- that was hard to do just like that. The way he's flip flopping, flip flipping around. He he, he he dragged his body outside. He grabbed the barricades. He started bringing him into the ring. I just hold it on. Then he gave me a belly a belly to back. And then for the rest of my my life, he's making fun of me. Uh, I give you a simple belly to back and beat you like nothing. <laughs> I, I mean, it, now this wasn't WWF. No, that was that, no, just an indie show. That was an indie. Then I, then my first match was with. Uh, what the hell was his name? Uh, the guy with the chains. Uh, Hercules. No, not no. Putsky. No, no. Uh, uh, I can't remember his name. A Russian? Yeah, kind of a Russian. Ivan Kola? That's it. Yep. First match. So your first match in WWF? Ivan Kola. Ivan Kola. Did anybody pick you up from the airport and take no. you to the show? No. <laughs> I didn't have me. <laughs> you just, I didn't have me. I just got there. Yeah. I just got there. No, S.T. Jones was before Ivan That was a, That was WWF. House match, I froze in the ring. Mm. Well, you know what it's, what it's like, your first time in the ring. So your first match was S.D. Jones in a house show. Yeah, yeah that was, no, first match was Kurt in Oregon. WF show yes. was S.D. Jones. Then for TV television match. match. You got it right. So this is a line that was cut out from the show. They did a lot of editing, right? Yeah, they didn't say nothing about me in my first match. The, well, he, he there was a line, there and was? it got cut out. So if you noticed when we're driving up, and it says like, Steve Lombardi, and it shows the things. Yeah. Uh, I was talking. Well, that was dialogue for the show. And the line was, uh, my first match was against an Albanian strongman and his farm horse, oh. which... Yeah, that's a shit line. Just for... <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad they cut that one yeah, out. Yeah, done for comedic purposes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, The next line was, that also got cut, which Rock ended up doing the voiceover for, was... You know, I broke your father into the That's WWF true. too. That's true. Uh, and then I would say, I'm kind of like the Johnson Whisperer, which I thought uh, was a great uh, line. That's a good line. Yeah, got, that got That's cut out. Line. Rock did the voiceover for it. Yeah. So you had Rocky's Johnson's. That's correct. Yeah. I had his first W. He was he was there years ago. Then he came back to give him another chance, and he gave, I had his first WWF match back as a single. And how was it? Is there anything memorable about it, or just a match? No. It was memorable, but Rock scared the shit out of me because I knew him since he was young. I knew him as a little kid, like in a dressing room. Yeah. When Rocky was there, his first time, a long time ago, mm-hmm. and he, you never would have guessed a skinny kid with like <laughs> a, like a little bit of an afro type thing, and I never would have guessed in a million years. Even when I wrestled him, I thought it was a jock. You know, I wrestled a million bodybuilders, a million football players. I, I liked him. I knew him. But I, I just didn't feel it, you know? I didn't the, feel The it. actual match itself. I didn't feel that a guy could go in at his first match his whole career in front of an audience, in front of 15,000 people. I thought that that was, I, it was making me look bad. That's Interesting. what I thought. That's what I thought. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, I want to get into the match in a second. I did have a question about other kids' wrestlers. So it's kind of, which is based upon the question I was about to ask. You kind of said, like, I wrestled all the bodybuilders and all the yeah, jocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I was thinking about it, it was just like, because uh, I did a podcast with um, last week with Chavo, and he was talking about Gene Kaninsky's kid, who I'm sure got a tryout in right. WWF. And there were, I'm sure Greg Gagne got a tryout in the WWF. Oh, yeah. And even David San Martino. Like, yeah. were you, did, you rest, did you wrestle these guys? Yeah, well, David, I wrestled a tag with Bruno. That was Bruno's last match. Wow. Yeah, because Vincent, uh, he was doing a commentation with uh, Bruno. And he said, Bruno, I want you to have one more. You could be the Babe Ruth of the company. He goes, I would only do a match if I could be with Steve Lombardi because he's not really? he's not greedy, and he, he takes care of you in the ring and, and he's convincing. That's what he said. What so, a compliment! 
yeah, he told me every time I went to an autograph thing with him. Yeah. He always brought, always brought it up. And then, I mean, that kind of goes with the show is uh, Michael Hayes goes, you know, Brawler will take care of you. He's a he ring will be general. a ring general. Ring general. Yeah, ring general. Which, again, an, another well, unbelievable they, they would, they would, they would, He would never say I realized. <laughs> he, he, but, it, but Hunter was on, a, on, a, on the nose as far as, you know, when it came in. He, except for the nose. Oh, except for the nose. <laughs> but he, he was... He was Overconfident, and you see the jealousy between him and and uh, Austin about Rock. Mm-hmm. They didn't pop until I had him. In, you had him in a headlock. Mm-hmm. I said me, me and you are the same person. <laughs> we had him in a headlock. He said, "Just let's see if he give a, give a shit about you." Yeah. You know what I mean? Just lay here. Then he fucking took his eyes, and that, I, I did shit like that. If the people come up with you like that, you're getting them. They're believing you, mm-hmm. and that's what his father taught him in, in the show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not the move. It's making them believe it. Mm-hmm. You know, I watched a bunch of brawler matches before I did it, but it's like I know. I don't know. I've been watching you since I was a kid. It's, I feel like I was like born to play this role. It's it's crazy. Well, who calls you up? Who do, who got you the gig? So I have an agent. I'm a working actor. They put it out there. You know, I I did the audition, and after I did the audition, I'm just like, I mean, if ever there was a role for me, an actor, an '80s wrestler. You know, the guy I know, like actually doing the wrestling. So I, I sent my audition in through my my agent. And then after it went through, I called up Chavo and I said, hey, man, I'm auditioning for this show, you know, wrestling phone book. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eh, you know, any, you know, like if there's anything you could say, I would appreciate it. And right. he knew that this first match, he needed a wrestler for this part. Right. And so that's kind of. You know, they watched my audition. I think my audition was very good. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, same as the acting on the show, which I think is passable, if not good. Right. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I, I got the part, and I got to play you, and I think it's important that I was a wrestler, and I was like, well, I'm going to be the yeah, only wrestler. if you weren't, I would have looked like this shit. You would have looked, because I don't know if you've seen some of the other yeah. wrestlers. Yeah, they were horrible. But they do a great job of like, okay, cut quick, because yeah. it's not like they could put a sequence together. I like the beginning when you came in, you kicked him in the stomach, and then you fucking, you, the exact move I would do. <laughs> Which is the overhand club? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and you hear me? I was kind of like. It was going to look stiff. I was barking a little bit like Iron Mike Sharp in my head, but I feel you would do the same kind of barking, yeah. like yeah. making the noises. And I would do like you did too, and turn around and say, I'm the man. Yeah. I'm the man. <laughs> yeah. You know? So let's take, um, let's take it through. Did you pick him up from the airport? No. Did you drive him to the show? Yes. In ter- how did that work? How did that day work? Do you remember Corpus Crispy? Yeah, yeah, Corpus yeah. Crispy. Corpus Christi. Christi. <laughs> Christi. Corpus Christi. Uh, I knew I was wrestling him like a week before, and uh, Bruno, Harvey Wolfman, we were traveling together, and they were close friends because you see the new episodes that are coming out. And uh, he drove, he came and picked me up when I landed and drove me to Dwayne's uh, room. And I seen him, he was impressive looking. But he was—he looked big. He looked like he—he he would be clumsy, like a Clydesdale, you know. He just don't look like he would have the agility that he had, you know. And then when I when I uh, gave him all, gave him all the spots, he said, yeah, 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 yeah. Then if you read his first book, he says, yeah, with Steve Lombardi gave me my first my first uh, match. I wrote all the spots down on a napkin. I went in the corner and I memorized them. He says because he overconfident, over scared. Mm. You know what I mean. When you say you, I gave him all the spots. I said, "Can you do it in the can car?" You do no, what did you no do? I did it in the dressing room. Okay. Can you do this? Can you do that? Can you do this? Can you do that? So you did drive. You picked him up from his hotel, and you guys just drove to the arena. To the arena, right? And you don't remember anything about that. I, there were, no, no. Was it, but it, what, I didn't drive him because I hate driving. Oh, 
Bruno drove. Bruno drove. Oh, no, Bruno picked me up, and then he drove me and Rock to the. Uh, okay, there you go. Yeah. Information we didn't know. It's Hollywood, but it's ninety-eight percent accurate. Ninety-eight percent accurate. Uh, okay, so then you guys get to the arena in the show. I introduce uh, the Rock to Michael Hayes. I'm assuming maybe that's not accurate. You would, do you remember if you as you come no, in? Michael Hayes knew he was coming in. They all everyone knew, knew he was coming okay. in, and uh, basically they made it sound like it was my decision to put him over. They, it was their decision of for course. him to go over. Yeah, because you know how it works. Yeah, and if I would have walked in the room and slapped him on the chest and said, "Good work." He goes, how do you know? Because they bought you. Vince would say, get the fuck out. <laughs> you know what I mean? He, 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 he didn't, I didn't get the respect like like they, they gave me in, in, in the series. They made me look like it was uh, calling me a ring general. Mm-hmm. You know what a ring general, that's a big statement. Yeah, of course. I, Bold I, statement. I believe it, though. I, I, yeah, I got to be a ring general tonight. I'm wrestling tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got to be a ring general and not get hurt. But back then, Steve will do that. Steve will do it. Steve will do anything. Of course, yeah, I had everybody's first. I had Mark Henry's first match. I had uh, Ricky Steamboat's first match. I had Bret Hart's first match in WWF. I had Owen Hart's first match in WWF. I mean, there's so many. I, I leave. I leave some out. The shows are ad free over on Patreon. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So when you're ready to go to the ring for this match with The Rock, do you remember his nerves? Are you nervous? He's He was nervous. He walked out. You could drop a pin. You would have heard it. Didn't know who he was. It was very accurate when he said, who the hell are you? Go back to Miami. That was accurate. Yeah. They were, they were really giving it to him. And you can, can you remember when they dropped the pin? What do you say to yourself? Like, fuck, I'm going to have to work hard tonight. No reaction. no reaction. What do you say to yourself? I say to myself, I know I'm going to get booed. Okay. <laughs> as soon as I came out, I got booed because yeah. I was established. Right. And that was the fun part of the show, too, is the director. That was like, as the director was saying, like, listen, 
Brawler's going to get a re reaction because he's an established person. They know who he is. Right. And Rocky's going to get absolutely nothing. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. He didn't. Yeah. He didn't. And then after that, after you started hitting the moves, I knew he wasn't ready, but I knew he had it. I knew he had it. And you called that whole match. The, the, the leapfrog was a double leapfrog. Right. But I'm saying, when you sat down in the locker room and you were talking about your matches, you called the whole thing. Yeah, and he wrote it all down. And he wrote but he didn't tell me he wrote it down. But not, <laughs> but like an agent wasn't like, hey, do this no, or this. No, it wasn't like that. Business was different. Six minutes, whatever. Yeah, six, Steve seven wants. minutes, whatever it was. And he, uh, I told him, I says, and if the if first spot doesn't work, we're not going to the second. Like, in other words, you don't do spot A, spot B, spot C, spot th you know, grab the hold. When I grab the hold, that's what that's what built them. You know what I mean? And my him convincing the people that it's really hurting. Mm -hmm. The only the only thing I that, there was a little air between your arm, your your, your <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know what I mean? Yes, but you knew that you were told that. No, I could see as a wrestler. Yeah. I could see it. Yeah, yeah. But I'm going to tell you is we we I did that chin lock for about a half hour. A wrestler isn't the editor, so they're just grabbing at one. So they don't know. They're grabbing two they're seconds. They're not looking at that. Right. They're right. We look at that because we obsess about that. So you missed the other 29 minutes and 40 seconds. But of you me know, but you, you get it. You totally get it. I saw it right away. Of the, course. The I was like, that was the one second I let go with my arm, with, with my hand to probably be like, shut up or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, I said, there's air. There's I, some air. There's yeah. Air. I said the same thing. Yeah. I said the same thing. Yeah. And uh, how was the kid to work with? Great. Really? He's, I mean, he's a natural. I, I say this like, if you're gonna put stock in somebody, like if you could buy stock, Uli stock, yeah, he's gonna be a star. He's giant. Yeah, he he's athletic. He's maybe the nicest person I've ever met in my life. Yeah, so humble, so great, treats everybody so well, which is so fun because he's portraying the Rock, right? Who has that reputation also, right? Right? Yeah. So he could launch his career. Of course, of course, yeah. to launch yours. We're hoping. We're hoping. You know. Uh, you finished the match. Did you lose? Did you lose by sunset flip? No, I, I lost by a small package. Afterwards, you come to the back. Well, we, afterwards, are you like? Oh, what are your reactions of that match as it ends? It was good. It was actually a good mechanical match. People popped at the end. People got with him a little bit at the end. We went to dinner. Where'd you go? We went to. I forget. It was Outback or something like that. Yeah. Was, but we went to dinner, and he's like, he goes. Who's not happy? I'm not happy. He 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 got a contract two days later. A big, deep, well, big for then. But uh, he goes, I'm not happy. I said, shut your fucking mouth. I says, you're not happy. They don't know who you are. No one knows who you are. You get that's a good contract. So what was his main unhappiness? He wanted to be great right away. Right away. Right away, he wanted to be great. So it it wasn't. It was it that he didn't think his moves did well, or was it that the crowd wasn't with him? He thought the crowd was going to go crazy when he walked out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what got him over. This is what got him over. Yeah, they they were hating him the whole time. They turned people turned him heel. They, as soon as he came out, they would go, "Rocky sucks, Rocky sucks, Rocky sucks." But so he would go through his match, have his match, and it would affect the reaction because the people you feed off the people. Mm. He come back, he goes, why do they keep saying Rocky sucks, Rocky sucks? The thing that did it is when he walked out one day, he goes, you know, all you people, you keep, all you say is Rocky sucks, Rocky sucks. You know, all I can say to you is, it doesn't matter what you people think. We love you. We love you. <laughs> you insulted us. We love you. <laughs> he, he always had the gift of gab. You know, when you, you said this, 
you said that one line to Hunter. You said, I like to turn that cane sideways and stick it up here. And then mankind comes and fucks with your head. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. He had, it's, it's like telling the people, he has it in him. Because he always said, I'll turn it sideways and shove it up your candy ass. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we, that was his line. Mm-hmm. But he had it before he had it. Mm-hmm. You know? So, but it, it was a trip to watch. My wife was going, Oh my God, so many memories. Mm. So many memories, like, you know? Because she was there for all that. Is that right? Yeah, it was, it was early in my career. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, what a fun. I mean, any other last takes of the show or how I did or. You did, you did good. How was the accent? The accent was good. You uh, you look more like me than me. <laughs> the beard, because I haven't had the beard in years and years. You didn't didn't have a beard. Now we've switched. We switched. Yes. We so switched I think you me. vicariously are living through me now. Exactly. For sure. <laughs> I I tried to get the cigar, but for some reason they like. I never never lit it. I know. I wanted it as a prop to bring. Yeah, to you bring should have had that. In my audition, I had a cigar. Yeah. They never had one. And then I did try to get them to dirty up the stuff a little bit, but they didn't seem to care about that. And I was like, all right. But huh? other, oh, uh, here's something with um, with wardrobe in their in their mind in a in a Hollywood wardrobe mind, they're like someone made these outfits for you no. when you were in the eighties. I bought them in these fucking stores in Brooklyn and shit. That's what I imagine. And yeah. was it? Yeah, tell me. Was it a little? Was it a different shirt every town, or was it just like whenever you needed I had a like new shirt? Three of those. Mostly, well, that white one, that white one that's in a lot of promo pictures, mm-hmm. and the the ones you wore came a little bit later. You were after you were after Bobby Heenan. Yes, yeah, you were after him because they would never let him beat me. The wardrobe was just bought. I would sometimes I would buy them, and I would actually the, the way that got dirty was we were in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Bobby Heenan was I just first became book and roller. Bobby Heenan took me in the back. He made me roll around dirt. <laughs> he made me roll around in mud, and I said to Bobby, "Bobby, what the hell are you doing?" He goes, "I want you to be a grungy wrestler from Brooklyn." And my, my mother goes, "You make me look like a really bad mother." I like I don't clean your clothes, and oh yeah, I'm, I'm gonna get a nice clean haircut and go to a guy like an accountant, the Brooklyn accountant. <laughs> you know you know how yeah. mothers are. Yeah, you know. I mean, mine wanted me to be yeah, like, be like uh, the Hebrew hunk she wanted yeah. me to be. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they, they they don't they don't get it. You don't tell them what you're gonna be. Right. They tell you what you're yeah. gonna be. And then you had told me that the yeah the the Rock uh, you heard from him before you were on this show. Before you were portrayed, I, I, Rock always kept in touch, like through tweets and shit like that, and and I and I knew through other actors on the show that I you you were leaked, but not me. Because the told, idea that brawler they, they the, told, the idea that brawler was on the show, written into the show, they told me that they told me not to say nothing. Mm. But then when you, when Fandango told me, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so and so you've been anticipating that because I know that Ryan who played Bruno. Was like, you know, Bruno's so excited, he's loving it, you yeah. know. And so yeah, I, I know you talked to Bruno. Tell that's you, completely hey. wrong. The real story where Bruno bought him the car, yeah. not the pizza guy. Yeah, yeah, is so much better than the pizza guy. <laughs> it's so much. And Bruno never cooked eggs on the toilet. <laughs> he never cooked eggs on yeah, the toilet for comedy. It's a comedy show. But he's gonna get he's gonna get a lot of rub now because uh, the, see how they ended it. Welcome home. Yeah, yeah. He of lived course. with Bruno. He only lasted a, a day or two. Bruno lived in a trailer, mm-hmm. and it was all run down, filthy, fucking dirty, fucking. And Rock had like a a, a millionaire's uh, mind 
in a a poor man's body. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I said to him, if you've got only $7 and you're so poor, how do you have a $500 shirt on? I didn't know he was stealing all this shit. Mm. You know? Yeah, it comes out in the show. Yeah, right? it comes out in the show and he yeah. admits it all. But he was always dressed sharp, always did. And he, and it all caught up to him because yeah. he's there now, right? And every single person was so jealous when he started getting over. It's it's, it's like one day, like, it, it's a funny story. I was sitting on uh, one of the boxes in the back with Razor, Razor God rest his soul, and uh, 10 guys were here, 10 new wrestlers, and they were all paranoid. Everybody, those little boys running around, they're paranoid for the spot. The Brooklyn Brawler turned to me and said, it's just more guys for me to put over. You know, he goes, he gets it. <laughs> you know, that's a true story. He always, yeah. he always brought it up. And but longevity in the yeah. job. Just, and, an, just an analogy of both the way things work. Yeah. People see the wrestler, they don't see the person. You know? Of course. That's the thing. Now, tonight, today I'm wrestling again. Yeah. Which I said I'll never wrestle again. Well, I hate to tell you, buddy, but we're going to be on the road. We're tagging up as the Brooklyn Brawlers. Oh and my I'm, God. I'm gonna, How old are you? Me? I just turned 42 yesterday. Okay, when I wrestled the Rock, I was 37, I believe. There you go. So it was closer. To, yeah. They did the, the 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 sheet did call for a wrestler in their 30s. Yeah. But I made I made the cut. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so 37 I was. But I can't see. I listen. We're uh, we'll ride it for a little bit. The the Brooklyn Brawlers will run. And then uh, our run will be over. You know what? If we did do a run, we draw at first. I think so. We should do some conventions together. It's only meant to be. But the only problem is I don't have all my original stuff. Boots. I'm wrestling in these shoes tonight. <laughs> did you sell those old shirts or just throw yeah, them out? Yeah, I sold them. Yeah. I sold them. Well, that's part of being a wrestler. Yeah, I know. But then you regret it later. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't need that 200 bucks that much. <laughs> it's, like, it's like all the baseball cards when I was a kid. My, my mom told us, we don't need to junk around. Probably worth so much money. Yeah. All, all this stuff, the old yeah. wrestling magazines. Of course. All that stuff. You can't think about that kind of stuff. Uh, Brawler, thanks so much. Thank you for portraying me in such a positive manner and doing a good job at it. Mm. You really did. You Mm. shocked the shit out of me. (laughs) You really did. You really did. It was my pleasure. I would have given you a total thumbs up in WWF for that. If Vince would ask me how I thought you did. That means the world to me. Everybody my I got like 52 texts all saying, what a good job you did. It's insane. That makes me feel happy that I that I did you some justice. Well, the, the writers did me justice. Yeah, they made me sound a lot more important than I was. You're you're very important. I'm important to the right people. Yes. The people that know the business. You're important to me because you got me paid very well. Good. I appreciate it. Good. <laughs> it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
The Brooklyn Brawler is on Twitter and Instagram at Brawler Real. I found the audiobook that the Brawler was talking about on Amazon, and it looked like the audio version was actually free with my Amazon Prime through Audible. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Brooklyn Brawler for t-shirts, including his iconic t-shirt that he wore to the ring. He also does cameos and celeb VMs if you want a video shout out, if you book him for a convention or a tag match with me as the Brooklyn Brawlers. His booking email is on his Twitter. It's NYSL61 at Yahoo.com. We have two more weeks in this batch. The Art of Wrestling sit-down conversation. Stick with me. Stay subscribed. Two more fun episodes that I tried to connect somehow to the world of the Young Rock are coming. I mean, some of them are a stretch, but they're two great shows, great talks with two great people. But for now, let's get into some plugs and upcoming events. My Patreon, patreon.com slash Colt Cabana is where you can listen to ad-free archives of almost 500 episodes of The Art of Wrestling, ad-free archives of Wrestling Anonymous, and new bonus Wrestling Anonymous episodes just for the Patreon twice a month. This month, myself and Sarah Shockey listened to some calls, gave our thoughts. Last month, myself and Stu Stone listened to some calls. I'm enjoying bringing on the guests for the Patreon, only available at the Patreon for different tiers. I'll also send you a vinyl sticker every month. When I handwrite your envelope, I also give you a really fun nickname. It's a fun thing to collect every month. Don't worry, I got a brand new episode of Wrestling Anonymous coming out soon, wherever you get your podcasts. Grab some merch at coltmerch.com. Brand new Upper Deck signed cards are available. Got some new autographed pictures, new stickers, micro brawlers, and the usual fun. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, it's all at Colt Cabana. I'm on Twitch all the time playing games, twitch.tv slash Colt Cabana. ColtWrestling at gmail.com is my very public email. That's where you can hit me up for shows, conventions, business, or non-business stuff. Or send me something fun to my P.O. Box, which can be found on my website, ColtCabana.com. Upcoming events, Saturday, May 21st, Hazleton, Pennsylvania, PPWWrestling.com. Also, July 22nd and 23rd, I'm going to be at the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame in Waterloo, Iowa, doing a live podcast and wrestling. NWHOF.org, GenCon.com in Indianapolis, August 4th. The Gathering of the Juggalos, August 5th and 6th, with many dates to be plugged in. See my upcoming events at ColtCabana.com. Podcast cover art and design. It's by Jimmy Lee, photo by James Musselwhite. Thank you to our forever sponsor, OneHourTees.com. They help run ProWrestlingTees.com. That's where you could buy all of my shirts and cameo-style video messages called Shoots. ProWrestlingTees.com slash ColtCabana. Thank you very much for sticking with the podcast. Sticking with this ending, there's going to be a little Easter egg at the end. We got two more fun weeks coming. All right, this has been The Art of Wrestling for Cole Cabana. I'm Cole Cabana. Thanks. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he told me he rushed the ball of the year. You don't wrestle tonight, right? You got some of right? Yeah. Did you call that wrestling? For the arrow, right? That was an hell of an experience. I love the whole match. The only thing I didn't like was the flying press off the second rope. It hit you too low. He hit you low. Yeah. That was the only thing. Well, that's on me then. I didn't step into it, right? Well, at least it's on them because they didn't cut it. You know, three, please. No, two, I'm sorry, two. Oh, good thing. I'm going to go off right.
Coca Banner playing me. Yeah, no, you fucking was did a great job. That's fucking wild. That kid was pretty athletic, wasn't he? He's great. I yeah. thought it was pretty funny that they had Manitar on it, too. The Manitar, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, that's great. You know, I do maybe we look really good. Everybody looks good. Oh, shit. You hear everybody coming through. How was the convention? Not bad. Yeah, it was pretty good. Except the wrestling fucking part. The fucking canvas looks so loose. Jesse Ventura was like, yeah, let me set this Jesse up Ventura, right. I'm going to be lying. Is that right? Yeah. He was, uh, he was expensive. I'm sure. Holy shit. Okay, so how do you want to do it? You want to just, uh, I'll, just leave me all in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there a little top? Can you grab a, a hand towel from the okay. bathroom? And that's a little puddle. I'm my full wall here. Wrestling, I had my mind. <laughs> do you call that wrestling with Luke? That's fucking like a haha. Oh, this is my second podcast with you. Well, I figured we had to do it. After I know. This. Well, it's just you, I mean, you fucking became an actor in one day. That's great, though. The whole show's been awesome. Listen, Steve, I'm, I'm SAG eligible, bro. I mean, I'm SAG. I mean, SAG eligible for one year. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm SAG after. We only got one episode, right? Bruno got 14. I, <laughs> I got papers. I got, I got the, I had a talent guy behind me. Nice. Uh, Rock's people don't pay. He paid you, right? Uh, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, through the production. I, I, it was, I got paid Universal paid you or, or seven, seven bucks production? Uh, I think Universal. Your mind was from uh, a fucking, uh, what do you call it? Talent agent. But, but it was Rock's idea. They put it on a three week haul from Australia. I said, I better not be paying for this. Check, check. <laughs> for this call? Yeah.